0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Turn to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read PG-13. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bash Mania podcast. Back-to-back episodes today is last night we had Nico... Join my guy Chenzo and I for some fun coffee talk. So if you didn't listen to that, go back, listen to episode 167. And to be honest, I wanted Bo to join us for a bit at the end of yesterday's show, but his schedule is crazy. He's been traveling all week, so I said, no problem. Let's do a show Saturday morning. Looking forward to having Bo hop on here. Before Bo joins us, this show is brought to you by your friends at Attack. You know I love Attack. I talk about Attack all the time. I'm grateful for them. Attack is an app built by wrestlers for wrestlers and for all athletes, really. But it's an AI strength and conditioning coach, a nutrition nutritionist, and a mentality mentor, all in your pocket. One amazing app to do what you need and to help you level up. As they posted on Instagram with Ryan Deacon a few days ago, with Attack, goals aren't just achieved; they're crushed. And I use the app. I love the app. You can. Really set any goal you have in mind—from being an Olympic champ to just getting in shape to being a state champ. Whatever your goals are, Attack can help. So download the Attack app today. A T A C. It's on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. And follow Attack on social. It's A T A C . A P P. And just remove the dot on Twitter. A T A C A P P. Thank you to Attack for sponsoring this show and allowing us to do what we do. It's mania let me tell you something brother he gave us everything he had in him tonight what you gonna do what bash of mania runs wild oh it's gonna be a good one and business just picked up here on the podcast Oh yeah. Bo Nickel back on the show. How are you, man?
1: Oh, just doing great, Justin. I uh, appreciate you having me back on. Been running around a lot. So, but yeah, excited to chat.
0: You're one of one of my favorite guests. Obviously, you're a good friend of mine. And it's it's funny. I was thinking about this morning, like watching your career evolve. And like since the first time it was actually it popped up two years ago, yesterday, I think was the first time you're on the show, which was episode two. Of the podcast and it's crazy like a lot of guests on this show it's come on i want to help you tell your story and for a lot of people especially in the wrestling world like it's only going to evolve if you win a world or an olympic medal at that point you know they're already an ncaa champion they're already accomplished so much you're like you're still just (laughs) writing that story and I feel like for the next five years, ten years, whatever it's going to be, I'm going to have to keep this podcast going just so we can keep up. <laughs> it's like when are you going to end the podcast? When Bone Nickel retires, right? Um, but dude, you you've had a you've had a crazy week, an awesome week, and we were talking about maybe doing a show before your fight. It didn't work out; schedules were crazy. I'm glad we we're doing it now. I I guess we we'll start. It's not really a question. It's an observation that I tweeted out. I'm not a big MMA guy, but as I've said, as you go into MMA, as Roman eventually gets there, I'm going to be suckered in because it's like, when I have something tied to, whether it's betting on it, whether it's a friend, when there's a tie, I can watch it. Otherwise, I'm not that interested in watching two guys beat the living crap out of each other because I feel bad. And speaking of feeling bad, I tweeted it out the next morning, your transition, the three second clip where he swings at you, you duck double leg him. And the second you have him down, you swing to take his life from him. <laughs> from your perspective, does that transition seem supernatural? Because to me, as like somebody who doesn't watch, I'm sure you've seen a thousand fights. For me, I've seen all the big fights, Connor, John Jones, all that. That doesn't seem normal to me. Yeah, I mean, it was kind
1: of uh, interesting. So, you know, um, I I had planned basically for him to do that, literally exactly what he did, kind of like jump up, try to knee me or try to kick me, land with his feet close together, and then I knew I would be able to double leg him super easy if I wanted to. So, I just kind of came out. I wanted to be real relaxed and um, make sure that, you know, I can, I had a good base underneath me. I could move my feet and whatnot. And so when he did it, I started legging him. And then it was kind of like, when I get into like a wrestling transition, everything's like super slow motion because I've just done it so much. And it's so easy. So like, as soon as I grabbed his legs, I'm already deciding what I'm going to do next. And originally the plan was to like, um just kind of control him a little bit like after the takedown and like not really try to land any punches or anything like that and more so just secure the position and then as he was going down I was like nah I'm about to take this (laughs) dude's head off (laughs) and so I just felt like with the way he was going back like towards his back it was like decided basically a second before I was like I'm just gonna swing on him like right here and uh when as like kind of when I it, it all it all happens it's like slow mo but it's all happening so fast that it just like yeah. was almost like that's just my natural instinct too is what took over so yeah and then I mean it was pretty much the point where like I knew as soon as I grabbed him like there wasn't really anything he could do so it didn't really matter what I did but yeah I was just trying to you're you're in a fight you just react
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because the broadcaster had said like. Bo does not look like a strong guy. He doesn't look like one of the, like he's not looking like liver King, but he said like the, the history of Bo is that strength that you don't see. And then within seconds he's tapping. Um, and so I, so many little different things here, I guess we'll speak. Cause I brought up John Jones, Harriel Hawani's pin tweet right now is Melky's comments that you repost in your story. Yeah. He said, and he said now a couple of times, so I know he truly believes it, that you can be what John Jones was supposed to be. And there's a lot of talk around that where it's, you're not just, there's a lot of wrestlers transitioning to MMA and a lot of them have potential, but whether it's you talking about wanting to be, you know, I don't want a UFC contract. I want to be the UFC champ. I want to be the number one pound for pound home in the world. When you have a fight, you're, you have two fights now, pro, and they're like 92 seconds combined. What does that make you do for the next one? Like do you try to top that? Do you try to like there is this expectation now. You got 30 second knockout, 60 second submission. Now what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Um, but I think like for me I don't re- necessarily worry so much about, you know, what I've done, I don't necessarily worry about like, you know, my, my two past fights. So, um, I'm, I'm just trying to continue to get better. And I know like if I just get better and focus on making small adjustments and improvements each day, then the highlight, um, that the fight is and the whatever happens in the fight, like that's going to one up whatever my last performance was, because I'm already a better version of myself. So, you know, for me, it's it's really interesting, you know, I think about like in NCAA wrestling or in wrestling in general, like how many matches we get, right, yeah. like so many, so many reps of reps of competition, um, I mean I, I wrestled over 120 matches in college in four years, right, like, you know, I'm wrestling, f- and that's not even freestyle, so I'm wrestling 40, to, I'm probably wrestling more like 50 matches a year um, and in MMA, like There's no way I'm even going to get 50 total fights like in my career. So I think the reps and reps of competition and having you know thousands of matches under my belt, I know how to like getting ready for one. It's almost like I feel like some people they're not they they with they maybe have a bad performance, but like that's just like not an option for me to have a bad performance. I've already competed so much and had so much experience like there's no way I'm going to train for eight weeks for one guy and have a bad performance. Like, it's just not in me to do that just based on everything that I've done up to this point, not only not to mention that, but just like how disciplined I am, how hard I work, how much, like, I'm not going to have a bad performance. And uh, so I don't really necessarily worry so much about like one upping what I've done last. I know just with what I put into this sport every single day that, um, I'm going to go out there and, and have a great performance regardless of what happens. And, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it.
0: And it's crazy, too, because, like you said, you're I I would say you're holding yourself to a high standard of not having a bad performance because if you look at some of the fighters on the rise, like Patty the Batty is, like, him and Meatball Molly, like, they're so fun to watch, but they've had their bad fights. They've had their... Yeah. And now they're, you know, having their come up. And Nico was on here yesterday, and we were talking about his loss to Seth Gross in the World Team Trials. It's like he made a mental error, he got caught, he lost. And you know, he wrestled Yasardo Dogu, U.S. Open, World Team Trials. So it's three tournaments, probably I don't know, ten to fifteen matches. But for you, and so now you don't have that but Nico can now look at where he made a mental mistake. When you go back to training, which I'm assuming you did the very next morning, is it simply you trying to make yourself better? You can't look at that fight and say, well, I did this wrong. So let me improve that.
1: Yeah. um, Critiquing, critiquing the film is a little tough um, on that, especially because it was like just wrestling positions, you know, so it's not going to really, I'm not going to have a lot of mistakes and things to go back on, but there's always, there's always little, little tiny things I can do better. And, and in addition to that, I, I know what I need to get better at without, without having watch without having to watch that, that film and that flight film. So, you know, for me, I lean a lot on my coaches and the people that I'm working with. So, you know, I I feel like personally, you know, I've had two great performances, but the amount, what I've, what my capabilities are right now, relative to where they will be in, you know, a short period of time. Like it's like I'm a year into this, so I'm so young, so green and I'm already able to do, you know, what I've been able to do. So I'm just, I know my potential and yeah, I'm just going to continue to um, hone in on the different skills that I need to develop and yeah i mean i think like a lot of people i I think that i just naturally have a good grasp of those those concepts and so you know i think i can get a lot better a lot really fast
0: which is crazy and i don't know um one of the things that in that same soundbite from ariel and Melky was ariel saying how good you are in the mic and you've always I've known you for a very long time. You've always kind of had that same ability. I think you burrows, there's a number of wrestlers that you speak to somebody and it's like, you're their friend or like you're in a conversation. There's no really thinking about turning on or off. Do you feel that like in your, when you're doing, you know, the post press conference and we'll talk about the betting stuff in a minute. Cause you know, I love that. But like, do you feel that, and is if is there something that you would give advice wise to people who maybe aren't as good or are as natural?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel um, really good on the mic just because I have a lot of experience. I mean, I, when I very first got to Penn State as a eighteen year old freshman, every single Tuesday we have fifty plus media in in the room, you know, during season that are interviewing us and stuff. So like when I was eighteen. I mean, I had done things before that in high school and whatnot, but, like, as soon as I was 18, I was talking to the media once a week, like, normal, you know? And uh, at first, it was weird. At first, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. These people are all interviewing (laughs) me. I got TV cameras on me. This is wild. And then, you know, after a few weeks, it's, like, another Tuesday. Like, so that's how I feel when I'm on the mic, you know, in post-flight or whatever it is. It's just another Tuesday. So, like, um, Penn State definitely prepped me on that a lot. And, I mean, it's – it's I think that's part of just like being yourself and also just relaxing like so for people that are worried about what they're going to sound like on the mic like first off if you're worried about that like that's not a good thing already because you're gonna be tense and tight and it's the same as performing in in your sport but yeah for me I'm just like I just kind of relax and listen to the question, listen to what people have to say and just give a genuine response. I think that's the that's what's best and that's the best way to go about it just because if you're if you're trying to like plan it out too much or you're trying to or you're like nervous, you're not going to be listening to what people are saying. You're not going to really answer the questions or be able to like articulate yourself well. So for me it's just chill, relax, listen to the question and have a conversation and luckily like I'd say funny, cool stuff. <laughs>
0: well, and I think too, like from an outside perspective, I think you're not somebody who did a crazy amount of media, like podcasts and that stuff. And I know that people have always asked me like, dude, you get Bo and these other guys on your show. And I think there, there's two sides to it. One is I think it is important to be selective with what you do, but I do think, being selective does not mean saying no to everything. Like you you have to be selective, but you do need to get experience. I think like going on podcasts, doing stuff, like Penn State, part of the reason I think you guys had so much media is because the whole team is so good. So there might be a kid where maybe he's in a program where he's the star. So they're not getting a lot of media because generally the whole team isn't that good. So I think if if people can create those opportunities and do the podcast like you do a lot of media that you're not obligated to do which I think is is important speaking of press conferences Dana White his post flight press conference so i i first of all i didn't know that with this contender series that like you can get offered or not offered a contract after i didn't know that so i'm listening to the press conference and this is the first time i've had a lot of friends in the wrestling world have had success. You're like the guinea pig for like having yeah. a friend with success in MMA. So I'm kind of like new to this side of it. And I was stunned by how many people just wanted to keep talking about you. Cause obviously I'm like, Bo's man, why isn't everybody talking? Then they just, everybody's talking about you. <laughs> um, and everybody kept grilling Dana about, you know, why didn't you give him a contract? Why didn't you give him a contract? What else could he have done? And I, you know, I know you've said like you weren't. It was almost too easy. You said elaborate on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, actually, like when that that quote got taken a little out of context because they were just asking me about the fight and whatnot, and so I felt like. For, so I'll, I'll I'll take a step back before before I even got to the fight, I wasn't worried at all about the contract, like that to me like wasn't even like I didn't care it because like it, it it sounds weird but like awarding me a UFC contract right now isn't like life-changing it's not like yeah. like I know I already know in my head what my goals are and like I'm not it's not like I've worked 10 years to like be a UFC fighter like that's not what I'm really trying to do here. like I'm I'm trying to be the number one pound pound fighter in the world so uh, that, that's what I want to leave you off with. And when they asked me that quote, I was more so like saying I was let down because I trained so hard for the fight that, and then like, it's a big platform, big opportunity as far as like performing in front of people. And then it was like, so easy. It was almost like a, a letdown. Like I want, not that I wanted to like get punched or not that I wanted it to be like a tougher fight, but it was just like, all right, I took the dude down, choke him out. Like, like the easiest possible
0: casual race. Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was casual. Like it literally felt <laughs> casual to me, like, which I guess is a good thing because, you know, for me to want to achieve the goals that I did, that I have, I need to be able to do that to a, a guy casually. Like that, it, it felt like that. But so that was where it was like, I was like, it was almost too easy. And so, I mean, I feel like getting another fight on contender series, it doesn't really like a lot of people were upset by it doesn't upset me in the slightest. I'm happy to, um, get another fight there. I, uh, have a bout agreement with an opponent already sent to me. So, um, I'm going to be signing that soon and I'll be fighting again, September 27th on contenders, which, you know, it was a great experience for me the first time. And, you know, I'm going to go out there do the exact same thing. Uh, hopefully, you know, make it a little more exciting or um, do something unique, cool, different in this next fight. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll get the contract after that. I don't have
0: a doubt. For the fight, for the, well, before we talk about that, I will say too that it's funny because you could tell it was casual because of the way you reacted to the win versus like when, as a fan, I think I would always rather that kind of fight because it's just sheer their dominance. It's like a yeah. 60 to nothing blowout in football. Like it, it is fun for that. But, like, when you have those, like in wrestling, you have the Miles Martin match and you jump into Cal's arms, you know, like those celebrations don't happen unless it's like a big victory, hard fought. So, I think that would be fun to see like the equivalent of those wrestling Mm -hmm. celebrations in MMA. It's going to be interesting to see who brings that out of you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, I'll say, I'll
1: say this. It it definitely felt, it definitely felt way different. My first fight when I knocked the guy out cold versus like just choking this dude out like when i when i knocked that dude out cold it was a crazy feeling like i i totally i totally see why a lot of fighters and a lot of wrestlers just get addicted to like throwing bombs and punching out there and all these wrestlers like forget their roots because like i felt that i was like oh my gosh i am the man like this is why like i just knocked that dude out unconscious like that was crazy but so I see why people do that. I mean, I'm, I'm also not dumb, but so I'm not going to just like forget everything I've done for 20 plus years. Um, but yeah, it was, it that was a completely different feeling than just taking the dude down and, and, you know, choking him. But um, yeah, I think, I, I, I think that eventually that, I mean, I, I love to sell you after the fight and be with my friends and stuff. I think for me, like, this fight was just a little different in that I was just taking care of business. And, uh, yeah, I mean, re- I was really ready for a quick turnaround too, ready to get in there again.
0: Which is nuts. So for September 27th, your opponent, how much of that will be game planning specifically for him versus going back to the drawing board with what you said, where, you know, where you need to improve and critique yourself,
1: right? Yeah. There, there'll be a decent amount of game planning. I mean, I think that, um, At the end of the day, if you're if you're not game planning for your opponents, um, you're just that's that's kind of um, being a little bit lazy, arrogant and, uh, you know, lacking humility, um, a little bit of uh, not paying attention to detail. So for me, I mean, I'm definitely going to be watching film. I'm definitely going to be having a specific game plan ready to go. So, I mean, I think like in wrestling. For some reason, a lot of people, it's like, nah, I don't game plan. I wrestle my match, this and that. And I think that stigma needs to go away, just because it doesn't really make sense. It's like a fake macho guy type thing where you're like, oh, I don't have to game plan for this guy. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, are you just dumb or what? Because like you got, <laughs> you got like All ten thousand, right. ma- yeah, you got ten thousand matches of his to watch on Flow wrestling, like if you if you want, um, and if you want to. Like make sure obviously in tournaments you can't prep for every single guy you don't know who you're gonna wrestle but if you're wrestling a duel and you're not game planning like you're just setting yourself up to not have a good performance and and not win like so I, I think that stigma needs to go away in wrestling every single other sport there's tons and tons of game planning look at the sports that make the most money that have the biggest organizations like you know in the NFL the NBA like all, all these all these teams are game planning they have people specifically studying all this stuff so you know if if, if you want to really take it to the next level and improve the sport then you gotta you gotta be doing those things
0: especially if you're not in MMA it's gotta be even easier it's like you said you might have 50 you're not gonna get 50 fights in your entire career so game planning you have one person now you have like I don't know six seven weeks until the fight it gives you a lot of time to do that now maybe my favorite topic of the show the betting odds I thought that was one of the funniest responses ever when you said you basically felt disrespected for and I don't understand why people were going crazy on Twitter like you should be confident you should like like that was minus 3000 and by the way I looked for the line to take it on FanDuel I think maybe it's only on DraftKings Mm and I downloaded FanDuel and it wasn't on FanDuel but I wanted to take it because it was easy money Mm -hmm. do you think you're going to be as big of a favorite in the next fight because of what just happened now?
1: I think I probably will. I mean, it was, it was weird. So when like I saw a stat, a stat, it was like, I mean, I, I like, I like betting on MMA. I enjoy betting on sports. So like all these people saying, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I've been betting since <laughs> right. I, I've been betting on sports for for five years. Right. So like, yeah, there are people that are experts in it that know more than me, but I don't think they understand like, First off, they're saying, oh, you like would have to, if you lost one time, you'd have to win 33 wins or make 33 or win 33 times in order to like break even. If you lost once, I'm like, yo, I'm not losing one out of 33 times or it said something like uh, given those odds at minus 3000, that gives that's, that's like saying I have a 95.7% chance of winning. And I was like, that's too low. It's not even close. (laughs) Like, like there's, this is just free money. Even if it's minus 3000, you put 3000 bucks on it to win a hundred. Like that's a free hundred dollars. And, and I think like these degenerate gamblers don't get it because they're putting, you
0: said the 20 plus 25,000. Yeah. (laughs)
1: They're throwing, they're throwing 15 bucks on a a plus 25,000 parlay trying to make, trying to make, you know, whatever two grand or something. And, uh, it's just like, what are you doing, dude? You're just throwing away money when at the end of the day, like, yeah, I'm a favorite. You're gonna have to put more money to risk. You're gonna risk more money to make a smaller amount, but that's how you win. Like it's the same thing. Like if you if you're investing in stocks or doing whatever it is, you don't expect a hundred percent return in one day. Yeah. That's why, like, that's why it's 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 investing. It's not, it's not gambling. That's why when you're betting on me. You're really just investing. You're not gambling. Three point three
0: percent in sixty seconds. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Like, look at it that way. Like, the reason that these people are, and I I shouldn't have even expected them to understand me because the fact is they're probably most of these guys are losing tons of money gambling every weekend. Like, they're not putting that money away and investing it wisely. So, like, they're how am I going to expect them to understand three and a half or three point three percent returns and and Things like they're not going to understand ROI. They're not going to understand like what that even means, you know. So like I just I think the people that understand it understand it. The people that don't don't. So uh, by the either way, way, it got a lot of a lot
0: of uh, yeah. And I think I think it was Stu Finer, uh, odds maker, yeah, book. He he basically said gambling was invented as entertainment for the rich. And there's a part of <laughs> to it where it's like that. That is the truth. Part of it's just entertainment. It's a squeeze. Um, Definitely. But it is funny because when you obviously MMA is so much more mainstream than wrestling, I'm sure you felt that this week where it's like people not even tagging or trying to tag you just being being in the subject line because of the hype, because of the attention. Have you felt that already? Like two pro fights in the difference between the MMA audience and the wrestling audience? Oh, it's
1: so different. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy for a lot of different ways. First off, like so many people watch MMA. Like it's crazy, the, the range and, you know, my interactions and engagement, everything like that has been really, really high. Um, but like the fans are also so different in that, like when you're a wrestling fan, generally like you wrestled or you have family members that wrestled or like there's some direct connection to that or like and and there's a lot more respect like for the sport respect for the athletes um i think that people know what goes into it they know how hard it is they understand and i think that in mma it's just like a lot of people that that have never been in a fight in their life that think they know like all this stuff about what's going on and they have such a such a skewed perception of reality like they don't understand the sport they don't understand what it feels like to get hit they don't understand any of that and you know there's just way less respect so people feel like they can say whatever they want to which is so weird to me because like it's it's it doesn't make sense to why people would think to me like why would people think they could fight If they don't train and they've never been in a fight, like nobody, there's no wrestling fan that's like, like, maybe like one or two people, but like a very small amount that are like gonna try to tell me what to do in wrestling or tell Coach Kale how to coach people. But every single MMA fan is like, this what you need to do or this what you should (laughs) be doing, and it's like, yo, on what grounds? Because you're never trained in your life and you've never been in a fight, so I don't understand why you're telling me (laughs) how to do it.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's crazy, and you know it's going to be interesting to watch your career and your personality because going back to the mic skills, like you're very quick, and it's going to be funny to see where people. It, it's funny where people start liking and disliking people, and where that persona grows. Like in wrestling, people either usually love you or hate you. Like you said, there's a lot of respect in mm-hmm. MMA. It seems like there's a lot of emotion. For sure. There's a lot of emotion. So it's going to be curious to see what comes towards you, both positivity and negativity, and what the response is and how that grows over like five years. I'm I'm really
1: interested in that as well. I feel like with wrestling, like, you know, I was definitely as a character, a little more like, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, but like I was, I was out there a little more, like more people I think got to know my personality. And so, um, like, like I, w- I was not afraid to say, like, yo, like I'm Iowa Hawkeyes, I'm, I'm Nell's daddy. Like, I'm not afraid to say that type of thing. <laughs> so obviously, like, there's gonna be people that don't like that, yeah. but I feel like at the end of the day, in wrestling, people still like uh, Iowa fans can still respect me, and they can still yeah. appreciate me, and and at the end of the day, I still respect Iowa, and I appreciate yeah. them. And, you know that program's done so much for the sport, and you know if so, I think that there's still that foundation of respect between each other. Whereas in MMA, it's like if I say something wrong that some rubs somebody the wrong way, like they'll hate me forever. And it's just like I don't really care because I'm going to be myself regardless of what people think. And I I, but I do feel like more people will, I think, like me and enjoy me because I know deep down, like what my character is, that I'm a genuine person. What I what I value and what's important to me, and I think that will resonate with a lot of people. I think the people that will have a problem with me probably maybe their their confidence in themselves is a little lacking, and they see something in me that you know maybe they want or that they some something that makes them yeah. feel bad. Which I don't want anybody to feel bad. I want everybody to feel great. I want to lift everybody up. So you know it's sad that that happens, or maybe like you know the people see me as a two and pro getting all this shine and it makes them jealous or feel bad or feel like they don't deserve it or whatever, which, you know, to me, like that sucks that they feel that way because, you know, I, I want everybody in the, everybody in the world to be happy and successful in life and get what they want out of life. So, you know, there's nobody that I'm really actively, there's not a single person that I'm rooting against. Like yeah. even people that are in the same division as me fighting, like I hope, I, I, I hope everybody gets what they want in life. And uh, yeah, but I mean, that's just part of like being a public figure and there's going to be people that don't like me for whatever reason. And it is what it is.
0: <laughs> I think in in MMA too, what we're not used to in wrestling is that in MMA, it pays to be the villain. It pays or it can pay to trash talk your opponent. I think people kind of saw, especially like as the rise of Conor McGregor, they saw there's, there's money in promoting yourself and everybody loves drama. So if you create the drama, you naturally get more attention. It's a very slippery slope though. When you start trash talking just for the sake of, I want to be the villain. And that's going to be interesting too, is, you know, as your career continues and you get bigger and bigger fights and you get bigger and bigger names, if you get one of those, villains to try to provoke you it's going to be interesting dude there's so many things about yeah. it's intriguing
1: i'm i'm sure i'll fight somebody like that at, at some point and you know for me i like being the good guy so you know i i don't i don't really want to want to be the villain and i feel like some people take that persona on because they i think most people that take the villain persona on have to they sure. have, have no other choice so they're kind of forced into that role i feel very fortunate that People want to listen to me and listen to what I have to say and they want to watch me fight just because of my skills and my personality. You know, I don't have to act a certain way to get people to watch. I think that just being myself and competing the way I compete, everybody's going to be tuning in. Like I would I would be very interested to see the numbers that that contender series show did. I know my fight on Icon, Icon was the number one most viewed fight on UFC Fight Pass ever. Wow. Like the, that that show was it did more views than any show in the history of fight pass so you know i would be interested to see my my contender series fight numbers and yeah i i just i feel very grateful to have like a strong following with with the wrestling community and uh you know i think that's going to continue to grow in mma but it's really nice that i don't have to like put an act on i can just be myself and I, i would never it just wouldn't even be worth it to me to put an act on so you know i'm just glad that i can answer questions genuinely and just keep it real.
0: Yeah. Another thing that I think is great for younger people, especially to pay attention to with you is that, you know, you mentioned you have a good following wrestling. You also have a good support system around you. You posted that picture that you titled family. And I know a lot of the people in that photo from Nolf, Kassar, John, there's a lot of people there that are, are good human beings How important has it been for you to have that strong group of people around you?
1: Oh, man, I I can't even explain how important it is. It's just like that's that's everything for me, you know, and uh, it's the coolest thing in the world for me when I can go out to Las Vegas and we have like I I set us up with an Airbnb and everything, um, and then we got like all my boys there, my family, you know, comes, my wife, just to have like all my people there with me. It feels so cool. You know, I know like it's like, uh, in wrestling, you know, obviously it's an individual sport. MMA is an individual sport, but you still have your team. Yeah. And like, I love, I love having my, my team with me together. And it's, it's nice too, because like, it's all people that I've come up with that have been with me for, for a long time. You know, it's not like I've got five new guys in here that, uh, you know, really like are just like trying to jump on the bandwagon. like even even the the my management team and you know mike brown and dan lambert like i've known these guys since like early 2019 so before i even had a single fight before i even had an amateur fight or even started training so it's really cool to have people that have been there from the from the beginning and um yeah just people i know i can trust i know i can rely on and that um we're all we're all in it together and it's nice to also you know with my success. And as I get bigger and better that like, I'm bringing everybody up with me, you know, that that feels good to me because these people are the people I care about most in the world and who I love and love me. And so I want us all to win and us all to come up together. So anytime I win, we all win.
0: And it's funny, Don made a good joke on Facebook about it because he responded to your dad or your mom saying like, a classic nickel journey across the country for a 60 second competition like it, it kind of does force you to with everybody around you embrace the journey because i know it's a cliche like it's not about the destination but the journey but when you think about how much you're training and even just that entire your trip for 62 seconds it's crazy it, it's crazy how much it kind of forces you to enjoy the whole journey
1: it's super crazy it's super crazy and i i luckily you know like you said i have a lot of experience doing that so um that that was another reason the fight's almost like a letdown it's like you do all this and then it's 60 seconds let it's like oh man like (laughs) whatever but anyways the uh yeah the being there with my with my friends and family like that's that's my favorite part of it you know the fight is great and the fight's probably the most exciting part but what I remember is all the time we get to spend together and that that's what I remember about my college career too you know like I obviously have a a good memory of my matches and I could take you back through all my matches but the things that I appreciate the most that I value the the most are the times that I was able to spend with my teammates able to spend with my family and the moments we were able to enjoy together right so like fights just kind of the cherry on top but everything else like that's really what's what's valuable and i'm really glad i get to share it with those people
0: yeah and, and one of the final things here i'm gonna let you go enjoy your weekend um one of the things that Melky also brought up in that soundbite was that you're not just you don't just have the potential to be what he says is what john jones could have been your gym is also the the endless potential there. How has it been? You know, for those maybe that aren't up to speed, you have American Top Team Happy Valley right in your backyard that you created for yourself and others. How has that endeavor been going?
1: Oh, it's going great. It's going great. You know, it's it's obviously where you know it's cool to have the gym started the exact same time my career started. You know, so we're I'm a year into my career, gym's a year into uh, to itself, and um, you know, I. I feel like, you know, and I already have a lot of people reaching out to me and wanting to come train and this and that, but I can't imagine what it's going to be like in, you know, a couple a couple years and right. just the amount of guys that we have coming up that want to do the same thing as, as what I'm doing is, is so exciting for me. Like it's exciting for me to be able to like lead a little bit and um, trailblaze this, be able to kind of create this path of, you know, w- coming from a successful collegiate wrestler into, you know, an MMA fighter and to be able to kind of outline that for all these young guys and take care of them. It's really cool. And the su- support that I've got from Dan Lambert and American top team, like literally, I can't even put into words how, how much they've, they've helped me, how much they've been there. And, you know, just is without a doubt, the, the number one gym in the world. And, you know, we're going to be adding to that legacy for sure out here. And, you know, I'm I'm the first one, but there are many more coming. So it's exciting times. It's exciting times uh, without a doubt.
0: And are you involved? I know it's your gym. Are you involved with a lot of the business stuff too? Like, are, are you enjoying doing the business side of it? So,
1: you know, fortunately, I I don't have to run much of the day to day. It's, yeah. it's uh, I mean, with me, I'm just in, in a lot of other things, you know, so to run the day-to-day of, of another business would be super difficult. So I have a great team. I have a great team around me. Um, Marcel Ferreira, our head jiu-jitsu instructor, head coach, he's also, um, you know, running the day-to-day of the gym and stuff, which takes a ton of pressure off me. And But, I mean, me and him are in communication. And so, um, obviously, like, uh, I just kind of expressed to him. And, and we're, we're on the same page in that regard. Like, hey, like, I'm here to fight. He's here to help me um, be the best fighter I can be and, and, you know, run the day to day. And we, we have a pretty solid program going. I mean, a lot of these guys in the jiu-jitsu program under Marcel are going and competing in Naga tournaments, winning medals and stuff like that, and doing IBJJF tournaments. So, you know, not only are we going to have a crazy good professional fro- uh, fight team, but we, we also got some, uh, up and coming jujitsu guys that are, that are doing really well too. So, you know, it's just, it's overall just exciting times for, the gym we're young and we're we're building a lot right
0: now and speaking of other businesses i feel like it's not a bow nickel episode of bash mania if i don't bring up the seasoning company
1: (laughs) i knew it was coming i knew it was coming (laughs) i'm actually make i've made so we 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 took a long hiatus from from the seasoning company but i'm making making some more progress a few more moves i feel like i need to get it out now it's the right time i'm trending up you know everything's kind of uh trending up as far as my my social and whatnot so i want to be able to get it out there and help start growing it as uh as
0: i grow yeah i mean you know i'm waiting for it so i know <laughs> you're you're
1: the first one that gets that gets it sent to them so i, I appreciate I it man
0: well listen unless you got anything else i'm gonna let you go enjoy your weekend but i really appreciate you taking the time always to hop on here sometimes i think about just calling you and having this conversation and i know you're an open book and we'll do it on the podcast so i would rather yeah. bring it to everybody so
1: might as well. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate sure. it, man. So Thanks, awesome.
0: September 27th. It's it's on UFC Fight Pass again, right? Yep.
1: It'll be on there.
0: All right. So September 27th, tune in. And I hope I hope that FanDuel comes out with a line on the over under total time of the fight. That would be a fun <laughs> one to take. <laughs> that At the under. Sure. Hammer, hammer the under. <laughs> All right, man. I'll catch you later. All right. Thanks, Justin.
1: See ya. See ya. Yeah. And the beat goes on.